0: During the challenge, each day, you'll receive two free meditations, one for the morning and one for the evening. These guided meditations will help you unlock a happier and healthier you, plus, you'll get exclusive access to two live webinars with me where I'll answer your meditation questions. And best of all, you'll be joining a like-minded, supportive community, making the commitment to change their lives by building a meditation practice that brings meaningful results. Whether you're brand new to meditation or a seasoned meditator, I really hope you'll join us starting on January 28th. Go to hayhousecom slash five days to join now and download a free PDF where I share five ways to boost your meditation practice. That's hayhouse.com forward slash the number five, D-A-Y-S.
1: Let Dr. Wayne W. Dyer take you on a voyage of discovery where you can begin to tap into the amazing manifesting powers that you possess. As a loyal podcast listener... Hay House would like to offer the ebook version of Wishes Fulfilled, Mastering the Art of Manifesting to you for free for a limited time to help you learn how to obtain what you truly desire. You're invited to open yourself up to a new way of experiencing life by imagining exactly what you would like to manifest for yourself. By using your imagination and practicing the art of assuming the feelings of your wishes being fulfilled. You will discover that you possess the ability to become the person you were destined to be. Get your free Wayne Dyer ebook now at HayHouse.com/slash manifest. That's HayHouse.com slash manifest.
2: Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world.
1: So uh, let's start off uh, in Hong Kong, which seems like an interesting place to go. Mm. Anita on line two. Oh
3: my goodness. I think, think I know who this is. <laughs> you do? Is Hi. this Anita
2: yes it is i couldn't resist this is a,
3: calling you this is <laughs> another miracle this is this is anita m the woman i've talked about on this show so many times who's now going to become a hay house author who had her near-death experience i listened to your oh. radio interview there oh my goodness you were sent to uh. me by mira kelly um the one i just talked about who did the past life forget oh my god how are oh, you
2: wow. i'm I'm talking to you. I'm I'm thrilled. <laughs>
3: I am. Uh, I just love you. And I, what you did on that near-death experience. I am. Uh, you're gonna. You're signed with Hay House now. Is that right? You're gonna become a Hay House author. Yes. yes oh, I am. I'm so, and I'm so happy. I'm. i I'm. You know,
2: I'm, I'm, mm-hmm.
3: I'm going to write the foreword to your book uh, if you would like me to do that. And um, I would, would lo- love it. And I want to bring you to America and put you on my public television special so that you can tell the world about what happened when you had 36 hours to live and were told that you had lymphoma all throughout your body and you had this experience tell my audience i'm so honored to have you here tell my audience a little bit about what happened when with that experience it's just it just blows me away. I'm just sitting here. This is like a miracle of miracles. Even that Diane would take your call. I didn't know you were on the line, Diane. You just picked up. You can't even. You've heard me speak about this. No, woman. and it's uh, funny
1: when you when you when you had that you recognized the caller. I just saw Anita from Hong Kong, and I just thought mm. it would be cool to go to Hong Kong. <laughs> That's
3: great. I need to tell. I want to. I think I might take the rest of the show with this, um, or at least another ten minutes or so. Tell this, uh, tell um, tell my audience what happened and uh, and what your experience was. You you've said it so beautifully in, uh, in in what you had wrote about. I can't wait to see your book. I just uh, I'm so happy wow. about this.
2: Uh, thank you. I'm I'm really thrilled to speak to you. Uh, well, what happened to me was that I had cancer. I had lymphoma, which spread throughout my body, and it spread like from uh, the base of my skull, you know, all over the lymph nodes all over my neck and my body, under my arms, everywhere, all the way down to my abdomen, were all were all swollen. In fact I had tumors. I was told that I had tumors the size of lemons all through my body. And um, uh, I had cancer for about three years and eight months. It seemed to go up and down in between, because I was practicing Ayurveda, and then it would get better, but then it would get, it would come back. Um, especially, uh, I notice now, looking back at the pattern, that when I used to be really, really fearful, that's when my health would get weaker. But um, about in the end of 2005, around December 2005. I went and had a full body scan and the doctor told my husband, they didn't tell me, but the doctor told my husband that I only had about three months at best at that time. Mm -hmm. By that point, my, my um, muscles had already deteriorated. Um, I was confined to a wheelchair and um, I had open skin lesions. And by February the 2nd, uh, 2006, I I was on oxygen, um, you know, I had an oxygen tank, and I was being cared for at home by a full-time nurse. But on February the 2nd, the morning of February the 2nd, 2006, um, I went into a coma. So my husband, um, he was freaking out, and he called the doctor, and the doctor said to rush me to the hospital right away. Uh, when I got to the hospital, the doctors said that it was over, that it was too late, that uh, these were my final hours, and I, I probably wouldn't come out of the coma at all. And um, that was and then, when I... Mm-hmm.
3: Go ahead, no, uh, I, I uh, you, you speak so eloquently, I don't even want to interfere. You, uh, But you uh, died. I mean, you essentially um, went into what we call an NDE, but um, your body just yeah. shut down, and uh, you were... Uh, and while you were in the coma, you were hearing things and seeing things at this time. tell tell my audience about this.
2: Yes, I could hear and see everything that was going on around me because the doctors had told my family that my organs had already shut down, and basically I had died and uh, they said although um my heart was still beating, but i had I had died that there was nobody in there. And so, but I was aware of everything that was going on around me, everything that the doctors were saying, everything that they were doing, the needles that they were poking into me. Um, they were telling my husband that I had fluid in the lungs. And and they said that, um, and then uh, even though, you know, I was like in a coma, my breathing was quite um, labored, and I was on oxygen, so the doctor even stuck a needle into my back to remove some fluid, and I remember every single thing, and including, I i became aware of things beyond beyond my body. I was aware of my brother getting on a plane who, had, who was just coming to see me, and um, I then started to become aware of my father, who had passed away 10 years before that. I was aware that he was around me, my best friend who I'd lost to cancer, she was there. And I could sense that they had been around me this whole this whole time while I was ill. And um, then I I started to understand. I started to understand why I had the cancer. And I started to understand that it wasn't my time. And I had a choice of whether I wanted to come back into my body or to continue into death. Uh, at first, I didn't want to come back into my body because my body was just so sick. And and it was so amazing on the other side. It was, um, there are no words to describe it. And, and I still get a bit tearful when I think about it because uh, there's just no words to describe it. It's like this unconditional love and this, um, you feel this clarity of um Like, you know why you're here, what your purpose is, why you've come into this planet. That's how I felt. I felt like I just understood everything, my purpose for this life, why I got the cancer. And then I seemed to understand that if I chose to go back to my body, now that I understood, um, then I wouldn't have the cancer anymore if I chose to go back and live. Um, the cancer wouldn't be there in my body because now I understood why I even had the cancer.
3: Yes, you said something um, I, I, uh, about um, that, uh, you that. You realized that not only do we have a physical body, but we have like an energy body or a spiritual body, and that the illnesses that we show that show up in our bodies uh, are preceded by these. And if we could heal the uh, this energy body or the spiritual body, if we could heal that, then that would take care of the physical body. And that there was a sense that um, that you that you knew that you could do this, and when you returned to your body, that it would no longer have cancer. Something to that effect. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that's exactly correct. Because I was, I became fully aware when I was on the other side that the cancer in the body, it's it's not the it's not re, it's not the body. It's the cancer is actually caused because we energetically we don't realize the amazing magnificence of who we truly are at least i didn't realize who i truly am you know basically i am a part of god and we all are we are all god but but i didn't realize it. i was going through the planet as if i wasn't as if i was just this physical human being but when i realized what i had access to when I realized the energy, the power that was behind me, um, I realized that it was just blocking that uh, not being aware of that or blocking that off is what Mm -hmm. can cause your body to manifest all kinds of things but Mm. the awareness of who I truly am um, if if I'm aware of that then my body will also reflect that
3: illness doesn't start at the body Mm -hmm. go ahead
2: Yes. Uh, I was just going to say that illness doesn't start at the physical body. It starts at a much deeper level. And that's mm. the only level we need to work with, because if we just work with the physical body, we're only dealing with the symptoms. And the physical body is just sending us um, signals or messages with these symptoms to tell us that there's something deeper going on that we have to work with. Mm. That's, you that's said how something... I...
3: You said something very profound in that. I mean, that that thing that you sent me, I, I've I've had it copied oh maybe fifty times. Each one of my children has it, um, and I've talked about it on this show. I quoted it in my book. I mean, words that you just used, I've already put directly into uh, into my into the book and, and quoted you from it. But you said um, that you had it. Uh, the, one of the interviewers asked you about past lives, and you said that it didn't seem like there was any past. Um, that there was. Any, yes. Can you talk a, a little bit about what that was like? That 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 experience of no time, and it was. You, I think you used the word parallel lives rather than uh, past yes. lives.
2: Yes, I was brought up to believe in past lives and reincarnation because right. um, my parents are Hindu, and that's what I was brought up to believe. But when I was in the other realm and it seemed as though everything was happening simultaneously <clears throat> i was aware of other lives with my with my brother and uh, with my with my husband and my husband and i are very close but it didn't seem like past lives it seemed as though it was happening simultaneously but it seemed like everything was happening simultaneously so when i came back into my body and I started to recall and started to talk about it, it was very difficult putting things into sequence because it felt as though when we're on the other side, there's no time or time is not linear. It's like everything's happening at the same time, including what we call past lives. It's as though while we're expressing here through our physical bodies, we put things into linear time with our minds. Our minds need to do that so that we can understand and it makes things more coherent or manageable for us. Mm -hmm. Our mind filters things uh, and, and and we actually process everything one point of time at a time and create linear time. But on the other side, it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels as though everything's happening at once. And even it's as though we are aware of everything that's happening all around us. It's not like you turn your head when you're in your physical body and you look at something and you can focus on something. It's not like that. It's like you're aware of everything that's happening around you mm-hmm. at all time and all all around you.
3: Okay. And what role, what role does love play in this? Did you hear me uh, speak the first half hour of the show? Were you listening?
2: Yes, and I completely agree with you. Do you know, it's interesting because even when I heard that Osama bin Laden... Um, Had been killed. I was thinking something very, very similar. I was thinking that that, uh, the world is rejoicing, but I'm not sure it's going to, I'm not sure it's something to rejoice about because Mm -hmm. all we did is perpetuate more killing. (laughs) And that's Mm -hmm. what I was
3: thinking. (laughs) Really? And you you (laughs) said something like when you came back that the great lesson that you learned from this experience, uh, and then we'll talk about your healing, was. was to treasure your own magnificence and the magnificent. Those were your words. To treasure your magnificence and to realize that you are pure, pure love. Did that? Um, did you feel that when you were like experiencing, like the doctors, for example? I remember you saying you 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 could hear the doctors actually talking uh, ab- ab- about you know that you weren't going to survive this and all of this. You could literally, uh, but but you felt love for them rather than uh, disdain or worry or anger or.
2: Yes, I felt love for everyone, even the, the every single doctor, everybody. I just um somehow it was like I became them. It was like I understood that they were all doing um and it's not even it's not a feeling. It's like I became one with them and um I I could feel what they were feeling. They were feeling they had to do something and they were doing what they knew best how to do. And their intention was good. It's like suddenly you can feel everybody's intention, not what they're actually doing, not the end result, Mm -hmm. but their intention. And I could feel what everyone was feeling. Every nurse that came in, uh, everything, I just, everything, when I came out of it, everything just looked so beautiful. It was like I was viewing the world and viewing everybody for the first time.
3: That's what I've been talking about. And it's happened for me in the last. I don't know the last 6 months 8 months or so that uh that there's not there's nothing that I can look at I can look at the wall and uh and and just love the wall I mean I can look at a vacuum cleaner and 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 love a vacuum cleaner it just, it's uh it's just such an an amazing do you know who John of God is have you heard of John of God down in Brazil I
2: hadn't until you spoke about him this is okay. the first time I've heard of him and he sounds amazing
3: Yes, it's uh, it's it's the same kind of thing. So you you uh, you. How long were you um, were you in the coma? How long were you uh, quote uh, in that NDE or, or, or literally dead? How, how long about
2: About twenty hours. It was overnight. It was. I I mm-hmm. went into the hospital um, one morning on February the second and started to come out of it the next morning on February the third. Mm-hmm
3: and you had been told that you had been told that you had i mean your husband had been told that you had maybe another day or so at the very most is that correct
2: at the most yeah the, mm-hmm. the doctors said that i wouldn't even make it through the night because my organs right. had now shut down and this mm-hmm. was the final stages and so you, um and it's written in my medical file as well that they've informed mm-hmm. the family that this is the end mm-hmm.
3: okay so there were there were like literally to use your, there were billions and billions of cancer cells in your body and it was shutting down. Okay. All right. and then you yeah. awoke and then and, and and tell us then, you know, in in the, the last 5 minutes. What what happened after that? And what's going on well, now? How why are you talking to us now? <laughs> why are you alive? <laughs> well, I know well, one of the reasons you're alive is because your story is aligned with me. You are so aligned with me. I really feel like I know you. I don't know if you know, even know who I am or what I had done uh any of my work before this.
2: I I do. I'm a I'm a fan of yours. It's 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 funny because um I uh I do know who you are. I think you're mm-hmm. amazing. I was thrilled when I got the email. Uh I feel that, that you know, I mean this is my purpose was probably to 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 meet you because mm-hmm. uh, what happened is that I'm, it was my birthday uh 6 weeks ago and that mm-hmm. and on my birthday day is when I got the email from Hey House Really? Saying that you had pointed them to my story, and when I looked at that email, and and it said that, um, you know, if I was to publish a book, that Hay House wanted to help me, and and I looked at the email and I started crying, <laughs>
3: mm.
2: and I I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I'm well, I'm still well, thrilled. I'm talking to you.
3: Mm. While while I while I was reading that, I I thought this is a story, that the world has to know. I I I predict that you're. Um, you know it is it's not as about selling books it's not about that is that you are going to be one of the emissaries uh, like i think i have been selected to to really show the world that you know what i sent your story to my mother my mother is what, 95 years old on april the 21st and I sent that to her, and she's, you know, she, I mean, she, you know, she thinks about death a lot uh, because she's in a place, she's in an assisted living center where she sees people, you know, they're alive one day and they're not the next, and she wonders about it. We talk about it. I sent her that. She has had nothing but peace since she read that. My sister-in-law, oh. who had a similar experience to you in 1971, was in a head-on collision and watched them working on her body. Um, Wow. Has just She just said this confirms everything that, that had happened to her. that it, You have helped so many people just through that, just through me. But what your message is going to be to this world is we have to love each other. And when we do, that's really what it means to live God consciousness. It, it doesn't mean to recite yes. the right words and go to church on Sunday. No. It's... It's to live it. So you came back because our time is going to be running out soon. You came back. Okay. Uh, you you awo- awoke and what happened? Uh, what uh, tell us?
2: Well, when I came back, um, I was euphoric because it's like um, I had this this awakening. Although I was a bit groggy and it, for the first couple of days, I didn't. It was like I had one foot on each side. I was getting things confused. I was mm. talking. And um, everyone was really surprised that I even woke woke up. And Mm -hmm. when the doctor came in to see me, uh, this was the oncologist that I had never seen before. My own doctor hadn't come in yet. And the Mm -hmm. doctor came in. This was the one at the hospital who'd never seen me before except when I entered as a coma. And he walked in and I said to him, good morning, Dr. Chan. And he said to me, how do you know my name? And I said, aren't you the one that was there when I entered the hospital? And he said, yes, but you've been in a coma. And I said, are you sure? Now, I didn't even realize I'd been in a coma because I was so aware of everything that was going on around me. Mm. And, um, and, and I said, but you're the one that put the needle in my back and took the fluid out of my lungs. And he said, you remember all that? He was visibly very, very surprised. Mm. And... Um, you know, and then he was also surprised that I had come out of the coma. So, but I I was still weak and lying down, and so then when he left the room, I started to say to my family like, why was he so surprised? And uh, he's the one that you know, that that said to you. He said, and I said to my husband, he's the one that said to you that these are my last hours, that I'm not going to make it through the night. Isn't he the the one that said that? And my husband said, how did you even hear that? He didn't even say that in front of you. He said it outside the room, down the corridor, and, uh, and and I said, really? And and so then it all started to come out slowly, and um, I was still very, very weak, but in, in about 48 hours or so, they were like removing the oxygen, and then they started to take out the food tube, and I wanted to sit up, and I was feeling really euphoric, because
0: mm.
2: if I describe the feeling specifically, it's... Deeper than just loving everything, it's realizing that you are love. And it's for me, it was like a new realization. I'd never known that before. I used to think that I had to learn to be loving to other people, and Mm -hmm. would always judge myself: "Am I loving enough? Am I not loving enough?" But being in that experience, what I realized is that I am love. You cannot. Mm -hmm. I cannot not be.
3: I I quoted that. I quoted that in my new book. Uh, I, those the words that you just said. So, um, six um, in, in six months or so, what happened? I mean, are you were you cancer free? Did How, and why, how did was... the doctors doctors explain it? We only have about three minutes left, and I want to say something okay. else. Or so.
2: I was, yes, well, what they did was that after I came out of the NDE, um, after the, every test that they did after the NDE, um, they could not find any trace of cancer. They oh would not God. believe there was no cancer, so they continued to give me drugs, but they would, they did a, um, they did a little. where are you, biology. Anita,
3: I just got to notice, we just have a minute left. Where are you okay. today? Uh, Is your body Uh, cancer-free? Yes, it
2: is. It's completely cancer-free. If you would like to hear more of Dr. Dyer's radio show, tune in to hayhouseradio.com. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit HayHouse.com. Thank you for listening.